Thanks again for listening to the Park Hills Podcast. This week, Pastor Mark and I are going to dive into the kings of Judah. If you want more information, parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. cease to amaze me how's that you have an air of piano skills too i did i, I air piano. how do you not that i mean that's 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 got a that's a, a legit good, that's a good lick that's a legit question I, that's <laughs> another musical term you are just <laughs> you're astounding yeah this yeah. is this is good i am musical so kings of judah we talked about kings of israel last week and we pretty much came to the conclusion they all stink we don't like any of them. Yeah, kind of a loser clan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you're hearing us uh, in eternity, which I'm surprised, by the way, that you're actually uh, in the place where you can hear us, uh, congrats that you made the list of being uh, not Long very line good. of losers? Long line of losers. That's a good, uh, that's another good one right there. That's another name of a band. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but the Kings of Judah, which is where we're heading today, yes. uh, not so bad. No, that, you know. There's some likable characters in there. Obviously, there's the villains. Um, but, you know, there's some obvious ones, and we can talk about them. You know, I mean, how do you not love Josiah and, right. and Hezekiah? But uh, maybe it's my stage in life, which actually it's kind of a strange stage in your life. Late, your I'm, late 20s? Well, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we got this king named Jehoash. Mm-hmm. And... Every time we see, you know, w- when they began to reign, as a parent, every now and then you go, Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. Yeah. Now, I can say a lot of great things about seven-year-olds. I have one. It, yes, His name's JJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Jatavion, actually, but I call him JJ. But I actually call him Super J. Okay. And I, I, Although I try to take the R off. It's more Super, Super J. Ooh. I don't want him to be arrogant. Sure, but it's kind of like a, it's it's like his superhero name. <laughs> the R gives more arrogance. Yeah, yeah you take the R out. So Super J, uh, and you know what? Great athlete, a lot of fun. Yeah, and always eager to play, and joyful, and he's a great kid. However, when I think of the things he's good at, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I don't want him to reign as king of the land. That is just because you're a mean dad who won't let him have anything nice. That's right. Uh, you, you know, the upsides of having a seven-year-old boy reign uh, might be, you know, everybody gets free Legos day. And, yeah. And, uh, you know. <laughs> all, the, all the snack machines are filled with nothing but Nutter Butters. <laughs> That's right. School lunches will never be the same. <laughs> but, you know, what's amazing here, uh, this guy, on a serious note, uh, reigned 40 years in Jerusalem and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all his days. Yeah. I mean, wow, what a statement. And, you know, pretty significant that because Jehoiada, the priest, instructed him. So uh, enough wisdom in there, apparently, that he knows to consult the godly leaders of the land to go, okay, if I'm going to reign, I'm going to do what's right in the, in the eyes of the Lord. I got to know what the Lord wants. And that, that's pretty pretty amazing um pretty hard to miss that you know 
not 100% perfect in all that he did, but uh, some wisdom there, you know, even just <laughs> figuring out that he needed to do something a little different with the treasury system and kind of kind of devise the whole you can drop it in, but you can't pull it out system. There must have been some in interesting things going on that made him have to do that. Uh, but uh, a fascinating, fascinating guy. Fascinating guy and a great guy. And his mom, not a great lady. Well, yeah, I mean, well, we're, are we talking about, uh, we're not talking about Asa yet, are we? Are you thinking of Asa? No, I'm thinking of Athaliah, his mom. Oh, okay, Cause, yeah. Because Jehoash, the, sure. other, the other way to say the name would be Joash, right? That's the name that most of us yeah. know it as. And so when you think about that, his mom was the one that killed off all those kids, basically, to, to sort of like solidify her place on the throne. And the, the priest takes him in to sort of like instruct him. So Jehoiada like totally steps in and does this. And he's one of those huge characters in the scriptures, right? Yep. Uh, Joash. So, like, it's crazy to watch this whole thing play out, and you see really bad characters followed by really good characters in Judah, whereas in Israel you typically see just really bad, really bad, really bad, really bad, and then somebody kills the line off, and they're they're okay for a few years, and then they're really bad, really bad, really bad, really bad, really bad, and then another person steps in and kills them off. Whereas in Judah you've got the steady stream of Davidic line staying steady right there's they're all in there uh and so joe ash is a, is a phenomenal character there's a, there's other ones though too right there's other really good ones so it's, whether it's asa or even jehoshaphat has some nice elements to him i mean he a name first of all I mean, yeah you can't can't argue with that jumping jehoshaphat <laughs> how did that start i wonder i don't know it's got to be a looney tunes or something yeah, I mean, Asa, again, another one who did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as his father David had done. A fascinating account here with his mother as well, in that we've got Maka. And what what's curious here is that he even um, put away the male uh, cult pro prostitutes mm -hmm. and removed the idols that his father had made. And he also removed Maka, his mother, from being queen because she had made an abominable image to Asherah. And, and, he, and he cut down her image and burned it in the brook Kidron. Uh, just uh, speaking solely as a son, that's a pretty bold move to, to deal with mom in, in that way. And But obviously he was determined to do what's right, but... Interesting. I mean, it's fascinating to read some of this narrative of what totally. happened. And when you look at, you know, these kings, a lot of times the really, really good ones are the ones that last a long time, mm -hmm. right? So you just talked about Asa. Yeah. He, he reigns for almost 60 years. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. If you just think about that, um, or I guess it's 41 years. I'm doing the math backwards in my head. Uh, but 41 years of, of reign versus yeah. some of the kings in Israel – you know, you might go through four or five kings in that same time frame, right? Or well, some of them last a year or two, yeah. Totally. And you, you know, we talked about Joash a second ago. Like he's he's another forty something years. Uh, you know, Amaziah is is going to be similar. You've got Uzziah, who we all mostly know from the beginning of of Isaiah, right? Isaiah, so Isaiah yep. six. The, year the king Uzziah died. Yeah, and Uzziah, he his death is a little bit un, like sad. He he didn't end well. 
but he was still a guy that walked with the Lord all the mm-hmm. way to the end until all of a sudden he decided, you know what, I'm going to just burst in and give the sacrifice myself, which didn't go well for Saul. I don't know why Uzziah thought he would go well for him. Yeah, give it another shot. Yeah, so then he, you know, that's the, the sad part of Uzziah's end, but then his, you know, his son Jotham is not a terrible person. Uh, his Jotham's son Ahaz is a bad guy, but then right after that you got Hezekiah, who is, you know, as we talked about in the, yeah, the, the Christmas either. series last year, Hezekiah is one of the greats, if not the great. And then you add that to the last guy who's on the good list is Josiah. And so when you look at the, the line of Judah, you've got nine good kings versus zero for Israel. Yeah. So yeah. that's got to count for something, right? Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, and yet still not good enough, you know. It's interesting to look at, you know, where where it all ends up and... I think one of the important things and maybe tough things to wrestle with with Scripture is this whole idea of a national people of God. Right. And 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 how do we have sort of national failure and then national pain and national punishment? And, and now we, we see it as so much more independent faith. And so if you think about it, I mean— the sins of the people, the sins of the fathers, the sins of all these kings and all the idolatry really just takes its toll on Israel horribly. And Judah fights on a little longer with some, some righteous kings in there, or better kings at least. Right. And with the exception of some that are sort of spared of this because they're godly. Because what's interesting about both Josiah and Hezekiah is that they get to not see the wrath of God come because of, of the good things that they do, even though Hezekiah messes up in the end. And right. he says, well, at least there's peace and safety in my time. And, and, and he did get that. And even Josiah, to be told, no, your, your repentance, your attitude toward realizing how bad things have been, you're going to be spared of this. You won't see what's going to happen to the nation. But the punishment's still there on the nation. Yeah, and it's really tough for us because— we live in such a different time, and I think there's even the, the assumption sometimes that we live in a, whether you want to call it a Christian nation or what, but there's sort of this assumption that everybody's on the same page here, everybody's great. So then you have individuals that are sort of trying to fight, it seems, to save America from certain destruction or something like that. Yeah. And we look at Judah and we go, see, if it happens to them, it can happen to anybody. And what I want to caution us with is, the, the vast difference between what we're dealing with today and what they were dealing with then is these are actually the people that God chose, Abraham being yeah. their ancestor. God chose Abram to bless the nations. That happens in its fulfillment with Christ. And so from then on after Jesus, every nation that's existed afterward does have to wrestle with the question of are you for Jesus or aren't you for Jesus Mm-hmm. But the nation, the national identity that we think of with, with Israel is not the same thing that we see projected now into the rest of history. And part of that's because God told the story mostly through Israel that you expected. And it's not that God's story with Israel is done. However, Jesus was the ultimate fulfillment of God blessing the nations in that way. And then one day when he returns, he's going to make it even better with the nations. That's what we see in Revelation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, even that kind of could be a little bit winding. And so let me just try to nail it down this way. 
Jesus' inauguration as king of the universe on the cross and through his resurrection begins him being the king of earth. It's not felt in its entirety yet because he has not returned to reign. Right. But in the meantime, this space that we live in here, Israel still matters, nations still matter, but the goal is not necessarily which nation is for God or which nation is not for God. It's more, how is God working amongst the nations to do amazing things? So uh, moving that back now to where, we, where the question that you asked in the beginning, the kings of Judah are great guys for the, there's nine good ones out of a lot more than that. You know, there's, we're talking 20 or so. Still half of them are good, half of them aren't. How do you not then have the consequences of sin spell itself out to an entire nation at some point? You know what I'm saying? So it's this idea of Israel broke in half. The northern kingdoms had been carted off because of their idolatry, like you mentioned. Judah has some of the same idolatry going on, some of the same disgusting things. There are kings that swoop in and say, we're enough of this. We're not going to do this. And they correct the problem for a time. But then their son or their grandson then picks up the mantle and goes, well, he did this. I'm going to do it my yeah, way. Rebuilds the altars. And- but then you also have this national identity that's supposed to be painting a picture of what God wants people to be. And the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Jeremiah, the prophet Ezekiel all point out, even though we think we've got it all together, we are not treating people the way we're supposed to treat them. And so the, the national identity of Israel being God's people, they never really live up to it. And so Judah is the same. They do not ever really live up to what God is looking for. So while there might be a good king who staves off judgment for a time, at least from the human perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. God is ultimately going to judge them. Otherwise, he wouldn't say to Hezekiah, you know, this isn't going to go well, or to Josiah. The fact that he is able to say, this is how it's going to go later, we know how the story ends. So it's not like God was surprised that the kings just slipped away and stopped following God altogether. He knew exactly how this was going to go. But the idea of a nation being judged by God does not necessarily translate today in the same way. Now, with that said, God is still judging the nations. There are moments where yeah. one of my mentors you know, said, there's a cup of wrath for every you know, nation in the earth. And what happens is when that cup is full, God is just done. So we might be closer to the end of America than we'd like it to be. And that might be because we're making decisions that do not honor him. But I don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I also know that God is capable of, of bringing revival to the land like he did through Josiah. And so it's very possible that we might be voices that speak toward a nation following God. And maybe the nation does repent because of the Holy Spirit's leading. Maybe the nation does say, you know, I want to follow God. I want to do this. And maybe it, it, it does stave off that cup of wrath for a period of time. But all that to say, the cup of wrath there versus the cup of wrath that we're talking about for Israel here or Judah, it's not the same thing, right? Yeah. And so God's telling a story through his people, and he wants them to sort of wrestle with this idea of, I'm going to deal with you in the long term because of what you're choosing to do. I don't like it. And they have a chance there to repent and push it back, or they have a chance to you know, just continue to do their thing and receive the judgment they're going to get. And from a human perspective, we'd like to think that everyone's just going to repent. Yeah. And Wouldn't avoid, that be nice? Avoid the raft, but that's just not how it works. So does that answer the question, Ish? It like, does. It does. It's big. And just a, accountability will will come. And the only way to make, make it through that accountability is through faith in our Savior, for sure. 
great, great discussion. Cool. Thanks for listening.